Uh, right? If you want to make these winner chiching sounds for Will, because I got to do this for him. He had Miami of Ohio plus 10.5. He had Troy minus 2. Trojans. He had Louisville minus 1.5. That's right. He had Southern Miss minus 6. Yes. Okay, so the guy is a little hot. Like, he's heating up. That's why this week I'm coming in like, you know, Will's going to dial it in. Will's going to come ready to go this week. And then... Well, and then and then, and then we had we had four get my record. Yeah. We had four bet board games from last week's show. Yeah. Three of them have played out. Tyler's won three. All three of them, by the way, not by uh, close margin either. Those have no. been uh, clearly. I was on the wrong side, and so, Tyler was on the right side. So the bet board for those new to the show uh, are best bets that go against each other. We just kind of put it up there on the bet board. Yeah, I had uh, Marshall minus ten. They blew out UConn. I had EM uh, Eastern Michigan. I bet on UConn. Uh, plus four. They ended up winning. And then I had Fresno, minus three and a half. And the Jimmy yeah. Kimmel Bowl. Then the, the Jimmy, Jimmy Bowl. Kimmel Bowl. And then the fourth, which when you listen back, you'll My know the winner of that. Actor. Our last one is uh, I have South Alabama. Will has Western Kentucky in the New Orleans Bowl. Yeah, so. I mean, I need the Hilltoppers bad, boys. That's, yeah. that's tomorrow, right? Um, I mean, think about it. That goes for, to either... 4-0? Yeah, you, at that point, or, you have a four-game lead or three, or yeah. just down to, to a, 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 a two-game two game lead. lead. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I, yeah, I need the Hilltoppers bad. Please, Western Kentucky, will you top some hills for me or or what, whatever the verb would be for that? Will scrambling, baby. I, I love it. Dude, I'm down I, bad. Squirming. I, I think the Jags are going to show up. The Jags? Let's go Bama, yeah. Yeah. They're Jaguars, right? South yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. South Bama, as South? they say. Yeah. Oh, I forgot they were. That's, that's even right. better for me. Yep. South Alabama. They they roll tight. So you see what I'm drinking? I'm drinking Dr. Pepper. Now, I know yeah. that you mentioned that you're getting off soda. I love I'm that. off I, soda. So I, I, I am largely off soda. Yeah. I drink soda for a couple reasons. The caffeine, which is right sure. now. The taste, let's be honest. Ooh, good taste. Yeah, now, delicious. this is McDonald's, Dr. Pepper. That's also, delicious. Also, your ice is a little, looking a little melted, so it looks so like I got maybe this. it's a little diluted. <laughs> I'm doing back-to-back uh, podcast tonight, so I actually showed up late to the first one. The grind is real, Because I was at Mickey D's, right? And and it's a whole thing. I wanted to go to Good Times, which for those oh, who don't know, look up Good Times Colorado. That It's all time. Like, all like time top five. Time. Top five uh, fast food. So I wanted to go to Good Times. There was a lot of traffic, right? Mm. And I, so I tried to take the back way. Accident. So I was like, <laughs> God damn it. Let's just go to McDonald's. So I went to McDonald's, waited in the mile and a half long line there because everyone wanted McDonald's apparently. Did I you got, get a McRib? Are they still available? Or no. They, I <laughs> no, I went with the Nugs because I wanted the chicken selects. But for those who may be laughing at me out there, I haven't been to McDonald's in probably a year. Like this is my first trip in a long time. They they don't have the selects anymore. Mm. You know the selects? They're the chicken strips. I wasn't aware. Yeah, so they only had the nugs. Ah, so I got which some is nugs. like barely chicken. You know what I mean? <sighs> I mean, I, I, I get exactly. why you would want I the selects. I didn't love it. The yeah, consistency is different. Yeah, so I ate the nugs and the fries, but I got a Dr Pepper. Yep. So and driving back, and I've said this before, but I will reiterate it. I will reiterate with a iron fist. Mm. Okay, Pepsi and Coca Cola. It tastes like, uh, like like carbonated chemicals. It's so well, Pepsi does. bad. Coca Cola is delicious. No, it's not. No, it Allie got a Coke. I got it for her from McDonald's, which they say, oh, McDonald's has figured out the special way to serve it. It's more tasty from McDonald's. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was like it was like alien soda carbonated. 
Oh, look, I love Dr. Pepper. It was Dr. not Pepper's enjoyable. delicious, but I love Well, Dr. Coke. Pepper tastes like a good, enjoyable, sugary drink, what you would enjoy, what you yeah. get a soda for. I don't. I didn't enjoy Coke. I don't get why you would do that to your body. Drink well, sixteen ounces of that stuff and then have to go through that. No, yeah, that look, sounds like a like a like. You're a, a real health wizard saying I refuse to drink Coke. I only drink Dr Pepper. <laughs> yeah, this m- is not about the health. McCafe K cups over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, okay, hold on. <laughs> this is not about the health. I don't want to mistake this for a health thing. This is about a taste. You thing. said why would you do that to your body? Well, that's my point. If I'm going to do it to my body, I want it to taste good. My my Dr Pepper. I see. I see. Yeah. What you're so I want to enjoy it. You like all twenty three flavors. If I'm going to do that, I want to enjoy it. I love twenty the all twenty three. Yeah. I don't want Coke. Uh, you know what I will say about Dr Pepper too is that all the knockoff versions taste good too. Whereas like knockoff Cokes, all the like weird. You know how you would go to like Safeway and get like Doctor Thunder or no. Doctor Skipper. What about Do- Mr. Mr. Pib? I like Mr. Yeah, Pib. Exactly. They're all good because it's like a cherry uh, soda. But like the off-brand versions of Coca-Cola are fucking disgusting. I love Coca-Cola though. Yeah. Coke Classic in a can, agreed, all day long. And yep. I'm not like completely off of soda, but it's like a once a month or, or less. And and uh, just because I used to, dr- I grew up drinking so much soda that you know uh, it probably made me like uh, a, a candidate for like pre-diabetic or something. <laughs> but now I gave it up. And yeah, Dr Pepper's delicious. I love having a soda every now and then. All right. Um. Well, Tyler mentioned it. Look. You know, he's got a 3 nothing lead on the bet board. I think we have, what, like 10 more games to break down yeah, before do. next week's show. This but hold on, hold on. The Bulls start to heat up, too. Yeah, we're yeah. We're heating up. Yeah, we're heating up. No, you can go on, actually. Well, what I was going to say is before we get to that, we have College Football News. And then, look, it's it's Christmas time. We're five days away from it's Christmas. It's a little Christmassy. How are you guys planning on on spending, you know, your holidays? What are you doing? Anything special? Do you do anything special? Not really. on Christmas. Uh, so this the year, traditions that you do. I'm gonna see a little family. Um, do a little. I'm I'm gonna work. You know, we got. Uh, see, here's the thing for me, honestly. Christmas is a great time because you get to relax. I love the Christmas atmosphere. Sure. I love like the holiday songs and what comes with Christmas. Allie and I did the the gingerbread houses. Like like it's been a fun. That's right. It's been a fun like 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 time. So I I just love Christmas. Like like we get the the, the tree up, the festivus pull up. But when it comes down to like the break, quote unquote, of Christmas, I'm working. And I love it. I couldn't. I, there's nothing. You got NBA to on Christmas. You got hockey. No, I don't. I don't bet NBA necessarily. Unfortunately, the the market's a little too big for what I like to do. But uh, hockey. Yeah, a lot of club, hockey. Club soccer will be back Dude, sometime so- soon, and that's pretty much it. Hockey, soccer, and I NFL mean, I, this year. Uh, on Christmas? Yeah. That's new. Christmas Eve. I bet the uh, NBA is pissed you're, you're, about that. Your full slot of NFL games are on Saturday, and then you, I think you got three or four on uh, Christmas Day well, on Sunday. And, and now, I do have a couple. I'll have a couple NBA and NFL games here or there, but also uh, college football, obviously. Right? Well, of so, course. So that's where a lot, uh, a lot of this comes into play, because I bet the shit out of college football. Now, we give out plays on this show that are uh, spread and totals, but for every... 10 spread and total bets I have in college football season. I probably have 20 to 25 other bets in derivatives, uh, uh, team props, derivatives. Uh, yeah. Derivatives like, uh, you know, first half, uh, uh, different parlay options. I see. Uh, you know, uh, Big parlay you, guy. Well, you, you can do well. Look, I've Nights said this the before. Table. Parlays, just because parlays are... I, I've changed my tune on parlays. 
just because squares make parlays, like the average person may, doesn't necessarily make him a bad bet. Sure. Like, that actually doesn't make sense, right? Like, why would they be a bad bet? Just because people who don't there often be bet a lot. sharp parlays exactly. and square parlays. So there's good ways to use it because all it does is increase volume. So if you want to strategically increase your volume, That's you can do, do that in a really good way. I do a lot of strategic so, volume increases. But also, it, it, like, like DraftKings offers all different kinds of bets. Like, you go to an average uh, uh, college football game, DraftKings is going to have a hundred bets themselves. Sure. And so I have a lot of, uh, der- and here's the thing too. Will mentions derivatives. Can we do a quick uh, minute education? You have 60 seconds, okay. sir. <laughs> so when you're betting sports, uh, what you want to look for in derivatives is, is lines that have moved a lot with a ton of money quickly. Because what's interesting is these sports books like DraftKings, MGM, BetUS, good friend of the show, they move derivatives very, very rarely, but they move the line all the time. So think about that. All these derivatives, and what I mean by a derivative is like, how many passing yards will Patrick Mahomes, or a, let, let's do a college football, obviously. Like a prop bet. Yeah, yeah. How many passing yards will Stetson Bennett have? Let's say it's like 220. Well, if the over goes from 49 to 59, don't you think Stetson Bennett's over should go up? That doesn't happen, right? So what you find is, there's no correlation from player props and team props to the actual market. Mm. So if you pay attention, you can find a lot of good bets. It's probably just, because it's a, a different betting market for a lot of betters, it is, right? It is. It's independent. The people that are betting yeah. the, the total don't necessarily give a shit about you know, uh, the other one. or, or well, And the sports books, honestly, they don't want to move those because they'll have too much risk if they move everything that's correlated. Sure. And honestly... Sportsbooks aren't that smart. People give them way too much credit. There, there's a lot of copying that goes on. As a matter of fact, if you want to learn how sportsbooks work, NFL's listen, to my sh- listen to my show that I did today, uh, Sports Betting Daily. It's a daily show. It's great. It's about sports betting techniques and how to approach it in the market. Today, I talked about how sportsbooks operate and, and, and the different sportsbooks that come up and why they do what they do and why certain lines are what they are. It's, it's, I think it's a good show. But, but anyway, it all comes back to... Yeah, your 60 seconds are up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to Google derivative. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I've heard that, but I didn't really... It's, I, it's I, a, I knew what it meant. It's derived like in, in from a, another line. Yeah, and I, I, had to, I knew what it meant in like an artistic standpoint where it's like, oh, it, it derived from something else. In mathematics, the derivative is a function of a real variable. Uh, the function of a real variable measures the sensitivity to change of the function value with respect to the change in its argument. Yeah, how about so, that? So what that means is yeah, how much cleared it right up for me. Well, thank you. What that means is how much if the spread is simpler. If the spread is minus twenty eight, how much should the first half spread move? Right? Yep. How much should the third quarter, first quarter? Because the average person says, okay, if the spread is minus twenty eight. Shouldn't the favorite be minus seven first quarter, minus seven second quarter, right. minus seven third quarter, so on? That's not the case, right? You look at how it splits up, and so anyway, this is very complex stuff. But 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 um, complex derivatives. It is derivatives. But anyway, that's what I do. My bets come down to here. We talk about spread total, but there's a lot more out there. So love it, love it. Um, speaking of derivatives actually I, I was looking to go with like a segue on the fly this has nothing to do with derivatives Will's but, a segue guy he's like Mike Greenberg yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just like Mike Greenberg Greeny <laughs> um, Greeny uh, former NC State quarterback Devin Leary picked a school he's transferring from NC State to Kentucky pretty solid pickup for Kentucky especially losing Will Levis um, I think that's a big one you know De- Devin Leary was one of the bigger names 
in the transfer portal at the quarterback position. I think people are still looking to see where DJ Uyungle ends up. Um, but that was a big one for sure. Um, Brett Bielema, he just got a six-year contract extension from Illinois after having a really hot start the last couple of years. So, you know, shout out to Brett Bielema. Shout out. And then another uh, quarterback transfer is Drew Pine. Uh, he announced, obviously, in the portal for Notre Dame, and he's going to Arizona State. So uh, that's an interesting one as well. Um, you know, besides that, we haven't had like a ton of college football news because this is kind of the dead time as we approach, you know, the really he- heavy bowl season and we approach the playoffs, which I can't wait for. I'm so excited. I feel like we haven't had a lot of stuff in the news. You know, it, it's kind of all quiet on the Western front when it comes to the actual four playoff teams, and I'm super excited for that. Um, especially, look, with Christmas, you mentioned it, like there's sport, there, there's games to bet on, but this is the time of year in college football when we're like in the, in the like no man's land. We're like what between like big bowl games, like the bowl games we've watched so far. There's been some entertaining ones, but they're not consequential. And we're also approaching like the end of the season, which is always sad. Like this is the time of year I start to get down, where I'm like, man, we're we're a culture ball is about to be over really quickly. Doesn't that make you sad? Yes, it does very much so. But here's the thing: is we're gonna do more shows this off season. Yeah, we're gonna be super in tune with transfers and recruits and we're going to get some new uh, sponsors on the show and it's going to be great. So, I'm excited McDonald's. for the off season. I'm not I'm not bummed like I would be because this is going to be I think the NCAA is actually moving towards like an NFL model where we're going to be talking mm. about this all year. Like there's going to be transfers. You know how we talk I about hope the so. Not maybe not this off season, but as we move forward, that I think is going to be the norm. Like I, I hope so as well. I hope so as well. But you know, this year I'm just excited to come back and talk about what we learned, and maybe a little NCAA football and some trivia. So I don't know, but you're right. Maybe I'm just trying to be too positive. It does suck. No, I mean, what we're gonna fault you for being too positive? That's it does not the suck worst thing in the world. But we have so many games left. There's so much football right. left to play. That's there true. were 40 games. I have a chance to get back in this. 80 teams. Saying. Well, you said <laughs> that if you were down three games going into bowl season, you'd be scared. You're down almost four heading into week two. But we're in bowl season, so look, I mean. You you had a four zero run. I could easily do the same. Things things can happen. Um, and look, all it takes again. I I really just need, I need uh I need the Hilltoppers to really come through for me. All right, I'm gonna we got go, a lot of uh, listeners in Western. Kentucky. I'm gonna go refill my water. No, you know we have a lot of listeners a lot of places. I want we especially Western out. Kentucky. Yeah. Can you name one city in Western Kentucky? Mm. It's not just like Louisville, which I don't even think is Western Kentucky. I think it's no. more like Central. Yeah, I have no idea. Me neither. I I'm gonna get some water. Sorry, now. sorry, Hilltopper fam. <laughs> well, I don't even know where the University of Western Kentucky is. That's how bad it is. But I need you. I need you right it's now. It's on top of the hill. <laughs> from from what I heard, <laughs> Smitty, uh, what are your Christmas plans? Are you doing anything special? Uh, Christmas plans, honestly. So so just just a, a little. Uh, just from my perspective. This time of the year, yeah, it sucks that you know football's uh, kind of winding down, but it's so exciting because we have bowl season, and then you know I know this is an, an NFL podcast, but the NFL playoff picture is turning out to be great. I mean, yeah, three weeks left. You got some some teams that are just right on the fence who either need to win out, we need to win a couple, need some other teams to lose. 
it's an exciting time of year, um, as well as you put the holidays on it. Um, it, it it's just a great time. Um, as far as like personally, my plans, um, we do more of a. Um, my family's not really Italian, but but we kind of grew up that way. So so Christmas is always spaghetti and meatballs. I love that Italian sausage. Uh, you know, antipasta. Um, wine freaking everybody's around yeah. it's a great time and I, and I love it. the gabagool yeah. you know um so uh yeah so so those are my holiday plans we always uh, celebrate christmas eve christmas days kind of just everybody's kind of doing their own thing do you, you know? o- so you open presents christmas eve yeah christmas eve gotcha and then yeah christmas day kind of everybody's on their own uh we do uh um you know all, all the kids are, are kind of grown up now so they do the whole christmas day thing with with their own families and mm. and we used to go down to down south but um i never knew that you did italian food for christmas yeah, never in my it's, life it's always i've known yeah, you for, how long and for, i never knew for, this for as long as i can remember always been italian food that's incredible yeah it's great. i had no idea you're it. not italian are you no yeah you <laughs> no. don't have like any italian I, I, I'm, I'm french and german and yet you know, <laughs> i was gonna say i don't I, I i i thought you were gonna be like yeah we do uh like tamales or something <laughs> yeah, like right. i know you grew up in pueblo <laughs> right yeah and that's how your thanksgiving is so yeah it's all this italian, is shocking bro. to me yeah oh wow uh but but yeah i mean it, it it's good it's good it's a nice change of pace you know you, you oh, have you, you have the turkey you have the ham for um i guess i, I guess we usually uh have have the turkey for Thanksgiving, ham usually for Easter, yep, and then just the Italian food on Christmas, and that's kind of where we uh, Top shoehorn five it Christmas in. Foods, you guys go. What do you guys go? Well, you know what we're, we're doing this year? A prime rib. Yeah, so that's that's a yeah, common one. We're doing primer. a prime rib this year. Rib, I've done nice. a lot of honey baked ham on Christmas. Yeah, honey baked. Hey, can I say something? You guys remember Ooh, how I told how, how I said ham. I was doing the? Uh, remember how I said I was doing the uh, Brussels sprouts for? I forgot. What the fuck do we call my girl? My my, my uh, <laughs> your in laws. We're just gonna call them the in laws. In laws. That's a good for one. brevity. My in laws. Yes. <laughs> I made my Brussels. Yeah. Guess what? A couple days ago, I got an email. They wanted the recipe. They wanted the recipe. They for were your Brussels? into their Brussels. Yes. And you that's, made them that's with that's bacon a, bits and oh, what else? I'm not telling you my recipe. You can what? ask you'll, Brian. You'll Ryan Ryan all I gotta the... do is send you an email for it. <laughs> Just not over the air. Yeah, I see. no, Leap, not over the out air. the recipe, Smitty. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you, okay, I'll give it over there. You want the best Brussels? Okay, why not? Why not? Okay. Why are you standing so awkwardly? So, because I gotta go back upstairs. To my... <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, you toss the Brussels, a little olive oil, salt and pepper, mm. and then uh, a healthy amount of balsamic vinegar. Love it. Then you uh, bake it 400, about 20 minutes or so. And then when you take it out, light, light drizzle of some honey over the top. Finish it with some bacon bits. And if you want another little dash of balsamic vinegar, toss it together, serve it. Dude, anything with balsamic is delicious. I'm a huge fan. Give me two minutes. I'll be back to tear you up in some bets. He's going to tear me up in bets. Look, uh, But I also have a quick game of real or fake, if that's okay with you. Yeah, of course that's okay. What do we think he's doing up there, Smitty? Because he's he's he ran down to get I think a coffee. Maybe that's what he, he went up to reuse a cake up. Mick Cafe. What is he doing up there? I don't know what the hell he. Ever it's incredible does, how many times during a middle of a show, Tyler's just like, <laughs> I gotta go do something. <laughs> he know, just, just runs just away. Just leaves us here to banter. It's wild. It's we incredible. vamp. It's it, it it's, it's it's vamping. This that's is what it. we do. We have a uh, we have a cold front coming through in in Colorado. It's supposed to be like negative two degrees tomorrow. Yeah. Did you know that? Sounds great. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm really excited. <laughs> He's back. What'd you get? Water. 
Freezing my royal Rastafari your Dr. Pepper wasn't enough? The first time I went up, I thought I, I got the uh, <clears throat> printer to work because this is a different laptop. So I thought I could trick it. Right, I see. <laughs> yeah, so that didn't work. Tower versus technology. Yeah, that didn't work. I thought it printed because I hate reading from the computer. I don't know why. I just hate it. I want to kill weird. one more tree. And then uh, second time was to get water. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, okay. okay uh, let's play some real or fake. Yeah, let's, get, let's do this. So this is a leftover from... A Should couple, I start uh, recording or... <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we were all to act, who would we send? If, if someone sent, sent a, a, a letter and they said, one of you gets sent to, to act in a movie. Like well, a, what's the a, role? No, they don't say. And if the winner gets chosen, we each get a million bucks. Who would we send? I'd probably send you. You would send me? Probably. Uh, I, I would probably nominate myself as well. I think you're an overactor. I think depending on the role, it would be good. I'm too but easy I'm to crack. I'm an overactor I just laugh here because this is my environment. Hmm. I wouldn't be like that in you Hollywood. You think you can cry on command, convey emotion? No, but I would be like Dennis and Always Sunny and carry an onion in my pocket in case I needed it. <laughs> Throw my I don't eye. know. It couldn't be me. I, I think. I think uh, it I, would be me or Ryan. Yeah. I yeah. Think so because I may vote for you, Ryan. So maybe we'd come as a package deal. But yeah, me or Ryan. Yeah. yeah. I'll just be your uh, your yeah. manager and take ten okay. percent. Okay. <laughs> so this goes real or fake? Everyone, right everyone, uh, play along at home. Uh, here, here. This was a couple weeks ago. Hottest selling items for Black Friday. Ooh. Not that far back. Okay. Now the game is simple. Is this item? Is this product real or fake? It should be easy, right? Should be. Okay, let's start off with this. Vegetable brush. I mean, help help me understand what a vegetable brush is. A vegetable brush is uh, a device where you clean vegetables with. Obviously. I'll say it's real. You know, you, you get your vegetable, you throw it under the water, you clean it with your vegetable brush, and it's ready to eat. I think you just made up that description. I'm going fake. It is real. Ryan is up one nothing. Oh. A vegetable brush is a real Why would uh, you product. That? Right up the hippies okay. alley, dude. No, Will, don't look into it. No, See, I'm, I'm just looking at a, a no, vegetable brush. Not, not the I know you're he about is. to say. So everyone at home, this is why next year, I, I love it. By the way, I mean, one, it's like, one, it looks like something one, you clean your dishes with. One, one, 23, we are doing video. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff. I, I can't wait for Woos Media. Uh, January 1st, a bunch of changes are coming. Uh, which is why you want to follow us. College Football Tailgate, Instagram, at CFB underscore POD. We need to get in the vegetable brush game because I'm telling you, these are literally just dish On cleaners. Twitter. Yeah, so they are. They any- look like toilet bowl cleaners. Anyway, uh, that was not uh, uh, right, Will. No. <laughs> but but yeah, I want to... Okay. Next, Swiss cheese peeler. Oh, that's fake. Yeah, why would it be Swiss cheese specific? Although... Uh, now I'm starting it's to think it's a peeler for Swiss cheese. Well, oh, <laughs> thank you for that description. <laughs> yeah, really clear I'll things go, up there, Captain. I'll go real because I don't think that's something <laughs> from the mind of Tower Walgy. That is real. Yeah, that is real. You guys are tied one well, one again. I have to Google. Will this now. okay? Yeah, that's where I was getting actually last time. Was Will wants to Google everything? Every well, every answer is like oh, I have to understand this? why oh, someone would this? need a ooh, Swiss cheese ooh, peeler. What's this? Ooh. So I mean, it looks like just it can work for every cheese. Okay, I'm next. sure it can. Eyelid scratcher. No, I mean, I have 10 of them. Eyelid I'm gonna scratcher. Say, I'm going to say fake. Yeah, I'll go fake too. Yes, that's fake. All right. That's fake. Eyelid scratcher. Okay. It's called uh, my fingers. Next. <laughs> coffee cubes. They're tiny ice cubes for coffee. 
I don't think you'd sell that. You could well, just do that yourself. Like, well, well, it was the tray. Unless well, it may be the tray. Coffee cubes. So you're just selling an ice tray, but you put coffee in it. Yes. No, no, you put ice cubes in it, tiny ice cubes for your coffee. For your iced coffee? It's a little teeny tiny ice cube tray for your coffee. I'll say it's real. Uh, whatever it is, I don't like it, but I'm going to say false. <laughs> Not real. It is fake. Damn it. <laughs> All right, Will's up 2-1. Will is up 2-1. to one. All right, next one. Is a deep fryer for candy? Oh, real. D- I mean, a candy it's just, fryer. Just a, just a deep fryer. Candy fryer. You can fry anything. Hmm. Fake. Will takes a bigger lead. Ah, Will's woo. up what three, three, one. Three. Have you guys ever had a deep fried Oreo? Hot, it's yes, one of the I most have. amazing. But at the same time, world. you just you just advertised a an ice cube tray for iced coffee, and then just a deep fryer, but it's for candy. <laughs> Yeah, see, it's like, fucking stupid. Like, Tyler's just adding weird, like, <laughs> it's, it's already stupid. just a cheese peeler, but it's a Swiss cheese hey, peeler. Will's up it's one a coffee ice tray. Is Will's up it's two. not for Parmesan. Ryan, Will's up two with two to go. Yeah, you gotta come fine. back here. I don't care. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, bro. All right, next one. Extra large Xbox controllers. <laughs> these Why? are is it, is it, these is, are is it like the telephones for yeah. really for yeah. like really blind people yeah. that have big like the buttons. huge huge yes. buttons big buttons big i feel like i would have seen this before so i'm gonna go fake for people with big hands banana fingers fake it is fake yes all right next cologne that smells like the beach. <laughs> Fucking well, Seinfeld. Calvin here. Klein made that. Yes. All right. Will wins. There you go. I a little real up. or fake. Ryan, let's play some Christmas music. I wanted some sounds. Just play one of the one of the three. Just pick one. Wow. It's pretty good, right? Like, yeah. It's, because- a little, it's a little festive. Holy oh, shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Things just changed. Okay. You can turn that down. <laughs> That's for... Uh, Right. Play, play, play the rock one. Play the rock one. That rock one's a lot better. Ecstasy for their Christmas. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah it's a little more Christmassy, right? Yeah. yeah. It sounds like. Um, Can you imagine like Lane Kiffin playing this in the locker room, like no, before the bowl game? Like Will, wow. nice air guitar. I see it. Oh, Will, yes. <laughs> Will going with the air guitar. Tyler with the drums, air drums. Tyler did play the drums. Ah, that's too. Tell you what. And Ryan's pulling out a sword. He is chopping Phyllis up. <laughs> oh, that was great. All right, at least we played something there. <laughs> okay, we have, what, 11 games? I mean, things are about to get interesting. Because how many bets yes. do you have here, Tyler? I have One, a two, bunch of bets, three, and guess where I'm going to make five, my bets. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, guess 12 games. Guess where I'm going to place all of my bets. I bet you have, like, a shady bookie. Is that right? Like a, a guy down the street? You know what? I'm going to surpass my guy down the street and go right to betus.com. Mm. That's what I'm going to do is I'm going to surpass my shady guy down the street and go to BetUS because if you sign up today, you can get a big bonus. But here's what I say. Sign up, use our promo code. We get a little bit of credit. And promo code tailgate. If you do use promo code tailgate, thank you, Will, you'll get all kinds of emails, offers, bonuses after you put 20 bucks in. That's all it takes, 20 bucks. And you have that. Now, look, if you do want to use the uh, sign-up bonus, that's fine as well. It's 125% where they put 25% of it in the casino. So let's say you put in uh, 100 bucks, You get 200 in the account. 100 plus the bonus. 
and then you get some money like in your casino account, which is kind of weird, but I like how they do it. Uh, so you can use that, but there's a rollover. So you have to bet a bunch to take your money out. I don't like that. I like having more control over when I take my money out. So I like to sign up, put in promo code tailgate, make a bet or two, and then you'll get offer after offer. Now today, I want to talk about the entertainment bets they have for the uh, Golden Raspberry Awards. Do you guys know about the uh, Golden Razzies? The Razzies. Ryan, you familiar with the Razzies? Uh, isn't that an uh, AVN award? It's uh, when you uh, it's when you you put your mouth on someone's belly and you go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a movie. It's the Razzies. It's for the worst film of the year. Oh. So the worst film this year, the favorite at plus one seventy five. Morbius. Do we know Morbius? <laughs> oh, it's uh, Morbin Jared, time. Jared Leto. It's Morbin time, guys. Okay. That's Morbius. That is the favorite <laughs> for the worst film of the year. The second is 365, 365 Days This Day. What is that? Sounds um, like a terrible movie. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's got a real catchy ring to it. Do you know, Will? No, I don't okay, know. Okay, so I looked it up, and it says here, I just pulled up quickly. Uh, let me scroll. Okay. 365 days this day is a 2022 er- <laughs> erotic thriller film <laughs> directed Milan by Barbara Sarkis is based on plot. This movie starts with so-and-so getting married. Okay, I'm not going to go through an the whole An erotic plot. thriller, though, nonetheless. It's an erotic thriller. So that's the second favorite. But what's great about BetUS, you can honestly bet on all these, stu- all these uh, outcomes. Yeah. Like TV shows, uh, award shows. It's so fun. Not to so, mention all these college football games are about to break down. And, and it's it's an offshore book. So if you're in any state that allows betting like me, Colorado, perfect. Sign up. Who cares? It's really not against the law. If you're in a state like uh, California, Texas, where they're never going to allow it, Texas, sign up at BetUS. Like, there's no risk. No, who cares? You can get your money out easy. Get your money any, like, people, here's the issue. People think you can't get your money out. And I don't blame you. It's a weird situation for people who haven't bet before and if you listen to the show which did you know did you know that studies show that for like iheart google spotify there's like one out of four people who listen to these kind of shows who don't bet they just kind of listen for the content to see so if you don't bet like and you want to get involved this is a perfect outlet you don't it's it's easy to get your money out it's such a seamless process and there's everything casinos Horses, bet a little blackjack, right? So betus.com is the way to go. Promo code tailgate. Bet on Western Kentucky. I mean, if there's one way to make that game more exciting besides the bet board, have a little money on the Hilltoppers. Come and come and ride with me, gang. Come ride with me. Let's fly. So these ride away. These bowl games will extend through to next Wednesday when we're going to be recording. Um, And we have so many games. We have so many games. We have twelve games. How, How many best bets do you have? Let me pull my email up because I can't have my paper in front of me. God, I hate this. I don't know. Normally, I can't go Every other this. human being would be complaining about the opposite. Like, oh, I had to print these oh, out because my God, computer's I not working. I hate not having this paper. I don't I have. I mean, honestly, I, I don't want to sit and count it. for. It's going to take a minute and a half to okay. count. Wow. But I got a lot. I got a Fast good amount counter. of bets. He's a big math guy. Um, uh, MIT. Uh, first up, the Lockheed Martin Armed I'm Forces so Bowl. I'm so sick of Will already, Ryan. The I'm Armed so Forces sick Bowl. Of him. Getting in your head. <laughs> well, um, we got a few shows left, buddy. <laughs> Buckle up. We got the Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, this game being played, of course, in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Amon G. Carter Stadium. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't know what stadium that is 
Do we know what? Is what? that where Did TCU you say plays? AMG, AMG Carter? AMG Carter AMG Stadium. AMG invented the uh, rotating uh, uh, circus elephant cleaner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, that one flowed. What's um, his name? <laughs> Amon G. Uh, it says Amon G. Carter Stadium in Fort Worth. Is that is that where TCU plays? Carter Stadium. Well, this is a great start to this break. I mean, incredible. I but it, I'm all, looking all up is, who AJ Amon G. Carter is. Uh, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. We got Baylor versus Air Force. Currently, the Baylor Bears are four point favorites. Oh, hey, here. look at this. Amon G. Carter was the creator and publisher. Of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Okay, so he started the uh, newspaper. But who plays there? Like, what stadium is this? TCU. TCU. Oh, okay. So it is TCU Stadium. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's all I need to know. But still, I might go there. Ryan and I might be there next year. A uh, in uh, first for CU. Yeah, for CU in uh, first week of September. We may be there next year. Shout Maybe. out to and Jeff yep. Carter. Um, yep. Incredible. Uh, look, a, a bit of a home field advantage, for, obviously, for Baylor. They got a lot more fans in Texas. I know Waco's not close by any means but it, this is a shorter travel than for air force and this is just an, an interesting matchup of course anytime you have like a, a triple option team uh, going up against you know more of a traditional style uh, of offense or or defense i just love these matchups and baylor currently a four-point favorite look i think that air force has been a really dangerous team all year uh, we know obviously with them being a triple option team they love to run the ball and when, when it comes to to baylor um They've been an up-and-down team all year. I mean, look, this was a team that won the Big 12 last year and, frankly, has been disappointing. They would have really good weeks, really bad weeks, and it never felt like a team where you were comfortable know, like betting on them and knowing what the outcome would be. Um, and so I'm I'm wondering what the motivation here is for Baylor and for their players. I think that Matt – or excuse me, Dave Aranda um, is a really good coach, and typically he's been really good in these kinds of situations, bowl games, big games. But is the Armed Forces Bowl – against Air Force, a big game for them, right? Where's the motivation from the players? Um, I, I think that the only advantage that I'm seeing for Baylor here is that they had all this time to prepare for this triple option uh, attack that Air Force is running. And I don't really think that Air Force's defense is going to be good enough to to slow down Baylor. Um, for that reason, I'm going to go with the Baylor Bears minus four here, Tyler. Uh, Ryan? We got a bad board game. Already, right off the bat. Right off the bat. And also, to, to make me more focused, I turn the brightness down on my computer. <laughs> I love that. I feel like it's so much more paper. Okay. It's so much more paper. So, well, you got the blue blockers on. So, so. And I got my blue blockers on, exactly. So, all right, let's start with the notion, because Will didn't mention this, which I thought he would, but a lot of people who bet against Air Force in bowl games bet with the idea that extra time means you'll be more successful stopping the option. That has not been the case. It just simply hasn't. Look at the last couple of years. Air Force, last 10 years, 7-3 and three against the spread. And the last five years, they've scored 31, 31, 45, 36, 38. That's a lot of points. 4-1, and 5-0 and oh against the spread, by the way. They've covered every game that they've done that. And they were underdogs in three of the five games. So offensive efficiency has been the same or better each of those five seasons. Like, I don't see this offense slowing down. So it comes down to, in my opinion, can Baylor keep up? And I honestly kind of think that they'll be able to move the ball a little bit because their offensive line is pretty good. But that's what they want to do. They want to establish the run. And Air Force, as we've seen this year, good schedule, by the way, they've been able to stop the run. So I expect Air Force to honestly give up a little bit of points. But 
it will mitigate itself because clock management. Both Air Force and Baylor want to run the football, run the clock out, and they've both won time of possession under their head coaches 60% of the time or more when those head coaches have been coaching games. Air Force has three losses this year. Uh, Wyoming, they lost by three. Utah State, seven. Boise, five. All close. They don't get blown out. As a matter of fact, I want you guys to guess right now. A little trivia, okay? Last two seasons, 24 games. Air Force, how many games have they lost by more than one score? Mm. Last 24 games. Two. Two seasons. Three. Zero. They don't get blown out. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they play. They've had tough schedules, too. They schedule teams like... Colorado, Big 12, like they go outside of their comfort zone and they don't get this. Uh, This includes bowl games. Like this includes everything, you guys. They don't get blown out. So I trust them. And by the way, it's four. It's not seven. So, you know, I'm not incorporating the whole spread in in this stat, but I think they'll keep it close. And I think they're so much better than we think. And I also wonder... Baylor's motivation. Like, they lost a lot to the transfer report. They just lost yesterday, before we recorded this, uh, their second offensive lineman. Receiver, defensive back, linebacker, D-back. They're all gone. Yep. So, I think Air Force, motivated, good team, full team. And Troy Calhoun has mixed it up so much. Like I said, you know, he's 6-3 and three straight up last nine. It's funny what you can do with this offense. People think there's not a lot of variation with the uh, triple option. You can do a ton. Sure. We're going to see passes. We're going to see weird different plays. Air Force plus four. It's a bet board game. Let's go. <clears throat> well, and right. I think with Air Force, too, it, it, their their style of play mitigates a lot of what Baylor does best. Um, they Air Force just chews up the clock. They're just able to do that. They keep the ball out of Baylor's hands. But you're hands. right. Mitigate what they do best. Baylor wants to run the ball. Exactly. Open up play They want to score quickly. Exactly. So I, I just think even when you look like X's nose, you know, let's go Air Force. But hey, that's why you play them. Tyler's on the zoomies. We got a bet board. Um, next up, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. I mean, again, fake. Smitty. <laughs> fake. Fake. Yeah, exactly. That's how, <laughs> if we were playing real or fake, that would be a fake bowl name for right. sure. Um, and this game, of course, being played in Shreveport, Louisiana, which is relevant because uh, this matchup features the Houston Cougars versus the Louisiana okay, Raging hold Cajuns. On, hold on. It's not relevant. I don't think having 20,000 fans compared to 11,000 fans is going to matter. What do you mean? This is basically a home fe- uh, a home game for Louisiana. Versus- do you think the Raging Cajun fans are going to turn up? I do. Do you think when we they're tune raging? In, literally. When is this game? What, what time is it? Do you know? Uh, let me look. This game I mean, is a an afternoon game. When three o'clock Eastern? <laughs> Listen, the Raging Cajuns. <laughs> so are, three o'clock Eastern. Do Raging we really Cajun think, fans are already drunk? While we, it's okay. fine, they're ready. They're I'm drunk on gumbo. Thirteen <laughs> of them. It's like our high school basketball games. There's not that many. They're drunk though. And Houston's not that far from Louisiana. That's my to, point to with fair. this. That's my point with all this. This that doesn't matter with a lot of these bowl games. And honestly, let's say it's a bowl game. Like last one was the last one that we did. Uh, Baylor Air Force and Baylor's close. They got. It's like. Who gives a damn? Are those Baylor fans going to be loud and disrupt Maybe. the Air Force play? Co- no, the way Air Force runs their offense. You don't think matter. people are going to be psyched for the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, I Tyler? Think th- I think we shouldn't make a big deal about that stuff, is what I'm saying. Will you give uh, Radiance Technologies a Goog real quick and uh, just tell I me do. what it is they do? Radiance um, so, Technologies. Anyway, Hold Houston- on, I got a song for them, okay? Okay, okay. 
Radiance Technology, you the technology for me. You overthought it. Yeah. All you need is, is that Radiance. Dun, 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 radiance. Dun, dun, no, 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 you got to make it with fruit. Okay, it's got to be Radiance Technology. That's the technology for me. Right? Yeah. It's got, you got to use jingle. that. That's the, that's the jingle. It's a jingle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you contact All me. All good stuff. That's <laughs> Tyler at WoosMedia.com. Give it a good. Uh, um, <laughs> we got Houston. Houston is seven-point favorite here. We're going to third on that, okay? If we get a deal, we'll go thirds on that. We will go thirds. All right, we'll go thirds. Even though I don't approve at all. Um, uh, Houston, oh. you guys take the extra 1%. I'll take 33. <laughs> you guys split that extra 1% on top. Um, <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, Houston is seven-point favorite here. And this is an interesting matchup to me uh, oh, because well scared now. You well, you have strength on strength, right? I mean, uh, and weakness on uh, or weakness on strength and strength on weakness. Like Houston's weakness is their defense, and Louisiana's weakness is their offense. So is that more of an opportunity for Houston's defense to play well? Or is that a, a more of an opportunity for Louisiana finally to score? Um, again, we talk. We're going to talk about a lot. It's going to be mentioned in many of these bowl games because it's a huge factor. Is always motivation, right? Um, who's motivated here? Houston was a top 25 team coming into the season. They're, they had a 7-5 and five year. Really not that good, honestly. Um, they lost a lot of close games, but they lost some big games as well. And where's Louisiana at, right? They lose Billy Napier to Florida, and they go 6-6 six and six with their new head coach. And so I don't really know who has the, the motivation edge in this game. Um, but what I do think is that, I, I don't know, I, I don't put a lot of faith in, generally in Dana Holgerson. His bowl record... As a head coach, is three and six. By the way, he hasn't done well in bowl games. And to me, again, that's a sign of being able to motivate your players because he hasn't been in a lot of big bowl games. He hasn't gotten Houston to many big bowl games. Okay, and that means if they're not in a big bowl game, they're not going to be super motivated. We talked about this game. Tyler doesn't think it's a huge factor, but I think that the fact that this is in Shreveport, Louisiana, it's not that far from from uh, you know home field for Louisiana. And if you're going to give me seven points here, uh, where I think Louisiana's defense or, or offense, excuse me, will have a chance to score, uh, I'm going to go with the Raging Cajuns plus seven here, Tyler. Ryan, I can't believe I'm doing this. We have another bet. We have game. another freaking bet board game. <laughs> Incredible, two for two with ten games to go. <laughs> like you're sucking them in. What? No, sucking them in. I mean, this is my decision. Here's the thing: is when I go second. It's my decision, right? Because if I didn't want it, I would just pick his game, right? Well, sure, but he's making good points. Thank you, Smitty. But if he made You're it, welcome, Will. But don't you think if he made good enough points, I would just go on his side and be swayed? No, I think the anyway, Tyler's, it's a bet board game. Tyler <laughs> looks through the filter of, of square versus sharp. That's what I think. I think Houston is being so unfairly scrutinized for their whole season. But if you look at their season in, in, in segments... They got off to a horrible start, okay? They barely won their opening game, which, by the way, I had UTSA beat Will in a bedboard game, plus seven there. Uh, they lost to Texas Tech, KU, and Tulane in a span of four weeks. So they lose three in four weeks. Then they turn it on. When five, when, uh, five of seven, and they jumped in my, you know how I always talk about my, my uh, efficiency rankings? Sure. People may go, what the fuck does that matter? Who cares about that? Who cares about that? It's like, dude, Look at my record this year. I'm doing good. This, these rankings matter. These sure. things matter. These stats I talk about have real... They mean a lot in my in my prediction process. They, they're they important. So this year, in their uh, whole schedule, 80, 81st in team efficiency. We're talking about uh, Houston, okay? In their first couple games, when they got off to a horrible start. 
Since then, 38th. So Houston has turned it on. I mean, and look, I know 38th isn't like, you know, top 25 or whatever, but I look at the improvement. I look how they started, how they finished, what their stats did. And I think this is a team I can trust. And in their loss to SMU a couple weeks ago, and their loss, they scored 63 points. Remember that, Will? I do. Uh, you remember that because I had SMU that game, bad board victory. Okay, another one came back on you there. Yeah. <laughs> it's really? Throwing, did, it's twisting keep, the knife, it's throwing this on. But my point is I've been dialed with Houston. All yeah. these games are on or against Houston. I've sure. been married to them. I'll bet against them too because SMU that game showed up early and they didn't let them come back even though Houston scored 63 points. Now think about that. Houston can score the football. Louisiana can't get in that matchup. So this doesn't come down to motivation. What do you do on the line? What do you, this is the one team the Raging Cajuns didn't want to see is a team that's going to spread it out, throw the football, go vertical. I think Houston has this game. Minus seven, I'll take it. So we got a bet board. Two bet board games already. Uh, next up, the, the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Of course it is. Hey, can I use the Real or uh, fake? little uh, little ladies room? Of course. Okay. He's taking another break, folks. He's <laughs> out. Take your headphones off. Careful, careful, careful. Oh, my. I just saved you so much. Tower, Tower almost just ran away with his headphones on. He was about to get comically yanked <laughs> and have things spill all over the place. Um, the Gasparilla Bowl. Gasparilla. Do you know what Gasparilla is? I just had to Google it. So I Googled it as well. It's a pirate festival in Tampa. I love it. It's all pirate themed. It's cool. It's like a Ren Fair, but pirate themed. But it, which is actually way cooler than, than a it. Ren Fair. I'm into it Just for sure. a pirate themed fair yeah. in so, Tampa. So apparently this, this captain, this pirate captain, Jose Gaspar, um, uh, spread a bunch of treasure along the coast of Florida. And uh, so they've been holding this festival, this pirate festival in uh, Tampa, in Tampa since uh, 1904. Actually, I love it. That's amazing. And they play they play the game at uh, at Raymond James Stadium, I believe, which is where uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks play. And so um, I I think pirate themed things are are cool. Kind of a bummer of a game, though. Wake Forest opinion. versus Missouri. Yeah. Which of these teams is more pirate like? Do you think between Wake Forest and Missouri? Uh. I'll go Wake. Yeah, you're right. I mean, look, I actually, uh, Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz has pirate vibes, though. I'll say that. That's true. He's it just a, a wild like man. Drinkwitz, too. He, he's a wild <laughs> man. So w- Wake Forest is a one-point favorite if here. I were, if I were a pirate, here's what I'd do. Here's the, here's the move. If, if you can find a time machine, go back to like the pirate heydays, here's what you do. You, you blend in as a good law-abiding pirate in their, like, ranks. You get, <laughs> you get to be, like, on. a low pirate. To, like, <laughs> and once you're, like, on, like, the medium rank of pirate, you're sleeping in the... the you're not lo- a captain yet. No, but you're sleeping in the medium-sized beds. Here's what you do. You rob everyone's booty, and you get off at the next stop... Okay, so you've got your rich, you got a bunch of stuff. Don't go back on the ship. You know, it's kind of like sounds I like ima- a movie Tyler's seen before. I, I, ima- everybody's I imagine booty. it's sort of like you know how they call you back on the field trip. All right, everyone, let's go, and you don't show up. You know, you get yourself a nice little place, you go by a different name, and you're good to go. You got your booty with you. Tyler's plan is to and, steal and from new, a bunch of pirates. You got, you got a nice little lady on the island who knows the area. She knows all the good, the good uh, shops, all the good, all the good restaurants. I think you're romanticizing what it was like to be a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. But, uh, uh, Wake Forest, one point yes, favorite here versus yes. Missouri. Oh, Tyler, let's, let's hear your breakdown. 
I went first a couple times. Okay. I want to hear where you where you stand. Uh, so Missouri's a good team, and it's funny because no one watches Missouri play it's true. Uh, ever. Okay, look at their losses. I mean, pretty much every game they play, they're in, including their 26-22 loss to Georgia. But my power ratings have Wake about two points better. So I found myself going really back and forth with this game. So my perception tells me to bet Missouri, okay? Because Missouri has been a better team, tougher. I think they've just been better in those like little areas that make you win these kind of games. But my numbers say completely otherwise. So that really doesn't mean either is correct. And let me be clear. In these games, I don't blindly go with my numbers. I don't blindly go with my perception. I use a combination. So when my combination contradicts itself, I find myself in a really, really tough spot. So I go to some numbers. Okay, let's talk about football outsiders. Football outsiders offensively has Wake Forest 17th in the country. I mean, that's a very good offense. That's top 25. They move the football efficient. Where are they defensively? Well, defensively, (laughs) 73rd. Yeah. Okay. Defense is a problem. But offensively, it switches. Missouri is 71st. Defensively, 19th. So... I can't find any real avenue. I've talked about this before. I like to pretend that I'm a sports betting attorney for this. And if I bet on a team, I like to build a case, right? Like last game. I look at I look at uh, 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 whatever the last game was. Uh, whatever. And you build a case, right? You build what you're looking for. Well, this game, I'm, I'm, I'm confident. I'm going with that. What do you think? You're going with what? Did you just try to rope a dope me and, and not give me your pick when I asked you to pick first? <laughs> he lost his 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 paper. That's okay. I'm I'm still gonna my bet isn't gonna change regardless of what you're picking. I'm taking Missouri here. Um, I I know that Wake Forest has an incredible offense. They no, do. But Sam my, my point was there. I'm sorry. I, I'm looking for this. My point was I'm passing. I'm not taking any team in this game. Okay. I'm taking Missouri plus one. I think okay. that uh, uh. I, I think Eli Drinkwitz <laughs> will be able to get Missouri a little more motivated than uh, than you know Wake Forest in this case again preseason expectations. Wake Forest was a top twenty five team, and and so uh, I think this is a. I, I think that Wake Forest feels a little disappointed about being in the Gasparilla Bowl. To be quite honest with you. So I'm taking the Missouri Tigers and Eli Drinkwitz. Okay. I pass. He passes. If I wasn't clear there, I pass. Uh, the easy post Hawaii Bowl. Um, oh, I hate this game. The this Hawaii is such Bowl. another pass for me. Sandy, well, then I'll make it quick because that's fine. I don't have No, a but I have, a, I have a handicap. I'll go quickly. You want me to start again? Sure. Go okay. ahead. Uh, so I had this game right at seven because it's currently seven, right? San Diego yes. State minus San Diego seven. State minus seven versus yeah. Middle Tennessee. Yeah, so I have this right at seven. I think San Diego State is clearly the better team. They've got a better yards per play, yards per point margin, tougher schedule, and I think honestly, deceivingly good losses against Arizona, Utah, Boise, Fresno, yeah. Air Force. <laughs> they don't have a bad loss in their schedule. Uh, Middle Tennessee is themselves, I think, a pretty confusing team. They beat Miami by what, two touchdowns? And then they go on to lose four of five games, including Louisiana Tech. So I can't figure them out at all. I don't really want to bet on San Diego State here because they have let down this season too. Like you look at them, like their ups and downs, their downs have been pretty low too. So I don't want to bet on them. I also don't want to take Middle Tennessee State. Like this seven is a good number to me. And we're going to get some of these, right? In the bowl season, we're going to get some numbers that are really, really not sharp, but accurate enough to where it's like, I don't want to take that. You know, it's just stupid. Have we had the 14 and a half yet? 
There's a 14 and a half we're going to talk about it's where it's up. just so dumb. I don't want to take it at all. Anyway. All right, you're staying away. Stay I'll, away. I'll go Middle Tennessee State plus seven. Again, I just think that uh, I think that these are two teams that are question marks, but ultimately I think Middle Tennessee State's going to be able to to score enough here to stay close. Uh, and if you're giving me seven, you know, I, I like a lot of the underdogs, frankly, in these games. Um, next up, the, the Quick Lane Bowl. The Quick Lane Bowl, uh, which is played, Tyler, in Detroit, Michigan. Ford in Field, a bowling alley. Indoor. Now, this is a, a, a nice uh, get for both New Mexico State and Bowling Green. These are two teams that don't get a lot of opportunities to play in big, awesome indoor arenas. I think it's probably going to be a little empty in, in the in, line in is Ford three. Field. Three points. So we got uh, Bowling Green State, uh, or, or, or Bowl- <laughs> Bowling Green State. Bowling, oh, they are Bowling Green State, aren't no. they? No. Are they just Bowling Green? Yeah, it's Bowling, Bowling Green. Green. Are you sure they're not yes. Bowling Green State? Yes. And trivia, what's their mascot? Uh, a hawk. Ooh, but are they the, the Hawks? That's close. Bowling Green. Bowling Green State University. They are Bowling, but people just call them Bowling Green. But it's Bowling Green State University. I knew it. will. They are three-point favorites here versus New Mexico State. I got a game here. You do? I do. Okay, give me your breakdown. Oh, no. You give me your breakdown. (laughs) No, on all the bet board games I've gone first. He asked you first. All right. uh, I'm on Bowling Green minus three. Bowling Green State. Uh, State. (laughs) I think they're better across the board, albeit only slightly better in some places, but nonetheless, in my stats and the adjusted stats, they just seem to show up higher. I like that. And in my power ratings, I've got them four points better. Like this is such a good spot to me for Bowling Green. And it's not just the the just the uh, adjusted stats. It's they're better in yards per game, yards per game allowed, passing yards. Like New Mexico State does one thing well: they run the football. Jerry Kill, you guys know Jerry Kill. He's the coach right now. Yep. He wants to run the football, stop the run, play that. Foot. This is not a good game for him. It's not a good matchup. And I don't know if it's because the committee seems to always give this guy like the worst bowl matchups he could ever imagine, or he's just unlucky. But it's not a good matchup for him. So I think that what they're going to need, New Mexico State. Is is so lacking in offense that three points seems generous to me. So when Bowling Green, when I look at them and I go, okay, if they lose, how do they lose? What do they lose? Like what kind of teams do they lose to? When they lose big, and literally every loss was like this, it's the teams who air it out, teams who throw the football, teams who want to go vertical. They're fine with running football teams. They don't care if you're going to run the football. They don't want to face a team like them who wants to pass. Well, guess what New Mexico State does? They run the football like no one else. So it's, again, a good matchup in that way for Bowling Green. I find all the X's nose ways to match up. I like Bowling Green here. And when you boil it down efficiency-wise, New Mexico State, even if they can't, let's say they find a way to keep it close. And they, they, they throw and they, the, the, the football. They get a bunch of penalties, turnovers. Their fourth quarter, plus minus, uh, and expected plus minus, not total, but expected, is one of the worst in the uh, NCAA. So I don't trust them late in the game. I don't trust them with the stats we have. Bowling Green minus three, that's a bet for me. So Okay. I'm going the same way. There's, this is not a bet board game. Um, I, I just can't pick a New Mexico football team. I really can't. Oh, New Mexico and New Mexico State have just been terrible teams. I think that, that playing uh, – I, I think that a Midwest team in the MAC. Is is a is it just a better team overall than what you're going to find in New Mexico? I think you're going to have better talent, and I like Jerry Kill uh, much more. Uh, you know, when it comes to the coaching advantage, so I'm on Bowling Green as well. Uh, the next game we have here is the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. Game is play, being played in Dallas. We got Memphis minus seven versus Utah State. 
This might be my favorite pick on the whole list. I don't. Uh, it's Memphis by seven point favorite. I see no chance that Utah State keeps this clo- this game close. They've been a terrible team uh, all year long. I know they're six and six, but you look statistically, they have a horrible offense. They average twenty three points per game. That's outside the top one hundred. Their defense, they give up thirty. Uh, you know, um, uh, thirty points per game. That's outside the top hundred as well. And you look at Memphis. I mean, I know they're six and six as well, but they're in the American. They're in the AAC, and they've been able to score. They average thirty five points per game on offense. That's pretty solid. I think they're going to score in bunches on Utah State. I think they completely blow them out. I'm on the Memphis Tigers here, minus seven, Tyler. Um, pass for me. Pass. I don't have anything no here. No No, but it's all about motivation for Memphis. Uh, clearly the better team, like clearly. Um, I've got them eight points better in my rankings. Okay. It's just about their motivation to me. You know, I mean, Memphis had a one-point loss, a two-point loss, and a three-point loss this season. And they beat who they were supposed to, but they also lost to who they were supposed to lose to so they haven't stepped up in class and like won a game that they should have lost so i just wonder can they win this game where big favorites but they may not want to be there right uh utah state ended the season five and two after a one and four start so utah state actually i kind of sold my stock early and they played really well to end the season but a lot of that was scheduling and you know you look at their overall schedule 103rd strength of schedule according to Phil Steele and their best win was maybe against Air Force mm-hmm. so I just don't think that their schedule's there for me to back now I see some positive things for Utah State too like if they were 100% up for this game and Memphis just didn't want to be there Utah State has players like they've got some receivers some guys who can play but I think seven is pretty accurate to me so it's a pass for me those are my numbers, but Memphis is, is a good team. It's just to me about do they want to be there. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, again, motivation always going to factor into, factor into these bowl games. Bless you, Smitty. Um, Thank you. Uh, next up, the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Okay, let me – okay, uh, Coastal ECU. Yeah. Okay, Coastal Carolina ECU minus 7.5. Let me go quickly. Wow. Okay. This is so – ECU minus 7.5. This is dead. Yeah, uh, ECU 7.5. This is dead for me. I have a ticket in my pocket for ECU six and a half, and it's not going back there right now. This is past the value. It's dumb for me to even give ECU out now seven and a half. I think this is an example of a bowl game where value gets eaten up so early in the market. For all you, all the other peasants out there betting, it's just dumb. It's like you when, the, when when you watch ESPN <laughs> before this game, and they're gonna go, "Well, you know, Steve." 69% of public money is on blank. It's not going to matter at all because all the sharps have six and a half. Right. So it's not going to matter where the public money is at seven and a half. So this to me is is gone. I love ECU if you get them below seven, but that number was eaten up. So unfortunately, I do like ECU. Now look, if you want to be dumb and crazy, not dumb, let, let, hold on. If you want to be a little outrageous, a little, outra- little, little outrageous, little outrageous, little rocker, there. live dangerously. Got? Oh, I also live dangerously. Okay, <laughs> what you want to do is tease this team with the Georgia Bulldogs from six and a half to a half. Mm. And by the way, I did that. Now, let me tell you, I teased it with an NFL game this Georgia weekend. Georgia against Ohio State and ECU. Yes, because for those who missed the show, I said on this podcast, I announced it. I made a bet, Ohio State plus seven and a half against Georgia. And all that negative news came out about Ohio State. Oh, uh, Ohio State. And what did the line do? It went down to six and a half. 
right? And so I teased Georgia down to a, a just to win. Yeah. But I put it with the Tennessee Titans this weekend minus one at home against the Houston Texans. I like that. Yeah, so I got Tennessee this weekend, and then Georgia is my last uh, leg there. I love that bet, actually. Yeah, That's good. so boom. I, I like ECU as well. Look, you're right. The 7.5 is a tricky number. I think that just things aren't boding well for Coastal, right? They lose Jamie Chadwell. He takes the job at, at South Florida. Grayson McCall uh, transferring out. I do think they're kind of a, a, a tough underdog team, and they're a team that I think when everyone's betting against them, um, it, it you know that's a that's a dangerous spot to be to be betting against Coastal Carolina, but ECU is a good team. They're a team that I've been uh, a fan of all year, and I think they're dangerous. And if I have to pick, I'll take ECU minus seven and a half. But I'm like Tyler, uh, I don't love that it's creeped up over seven. But uh, I'll go with the uh, the Pirates there. Um, the guaranteed rate bowl. Wow, this one is going to be interesting. The guaranteed rate bowl. Now I, mean, I got a big breakdown here. Do you have a guaranteed rate? <sighs> no. Okay. It's, it's a reluctant. Pass. It's a, oh, well, that's no fun. I but know that's okay. it's no fun. Look, that's because it's a good matchup. God the game is being played it. in Arizona, by the way. It's Wisconsin, three-and-a-half-point favorites here versus Oklahoma State. Now, I believe that uh, – uh, or, or I don't believe. I know it's uh, – Jim Leonard is staying to coach – them for this bowl game, and then he's going to be taken off, right? No. Wisconsin has – yeah. Oh, my god. He's staying for the bowl game. No. That's not what I read according to sportsbettingnews.com. What did you read? Luke fucking Fickle is coaching. What? He is coaching this game. I read it on one source. I didn't check it again. <laughs> but I love my source. So it's credible. But I love my source, dude. It's like it's like when you have a good source, Ryan, come on, you got to go to the source, right? Sure. I have a source. And he said, Luke is coaching. So it's a guaranteed rate. He works for Sports Betting News. But I don't know. I don't know if it's guaranteed, but he's right on everything he gives me. This is like betting information. Um, <laughs> I just had to Google that. <clears throat> this would be unprecedented. Normally when that new head coach comes in, they I know. skip the bowl game. I know that. Um, uh, uh, this is what I'm – Adam Rittenberg tweeted. Um, he said he will be coaching in some form for Wisconsin, Wisconsin's bowl game. Maybe that means he's going to be in the booth helping out or he's going to help with game prep, but I don't think he's going to be – um, the just the head coach on the sideline. Well, look, all I'm saying is, from what I was, this may be wrong. I hate putting because Jim Leonard, out I there. know, was going to hang out for the bowl game and then leave. That's what I had read. And I there's nothing I hate more that pisses me off more than people putting bad stuff out there. Sure, but I well, read that. Look, Twitter is. I a good read source. that. No, it wasn't Twitter. It was a good <laughs> source, in my opinion. Either way, look, it, it matters if he's going to be coaching in some fashion, right? We know Luke Fickle's a great head coach. So anyway, look, they're a three and a half point favorite here versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State started the year off as like one of the hottest teams in college football. They got a lot of guys banged up, and all of a sudden things went really bad. Uh, Spencer Sanders is gone. He's he's entered the transfer portal. Uh, he's not going to be playing quarterback. This is a very interesting matchup because, again, I, I think that Wisconsin underperformed this year. Obviously, Paul Chris got fired. I didn't think they made really great strides um, under Jim Leonard as the interim head coach. And with Oklahoma State, like, you know, what's, what's the motivation like for their players? Ultimately, I, I think Oklahoma State, frankly, is more talented here. Graham Mertz, I believe, is transferring out too, right, Tyler? He's not. He's, yeah, both quarterbacks. So yeah, done. I think the talent edge is with Oklahoma State and with all this time now for them to get guys healthy that were banged up all year. Yeah. Like I no, like that's fine. I like the Cowboys plus three and a half in this oh, game, Tyler. Oh, okay, Ryan, what I want to do, pause it in three seconds. We'll come back for the audience. It'll seem instantaneous. I want to look at something, okay? Pause it.
All right. So looked it up. All right. So it was what I looked up. The stat was, or the stat, the headline was, he will coach in the right. game. Like you said, right? Yes. So the extent is undetermined. So I guess for that, you know, very reason, it's still a, a hard pass for me because. Here's a <sighs> quote from him, by the way. It says, I mean, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be a part of the staff to coach the game. I envision myself being the head coach, but if that means I'm coaching the punters, I'm coaching the kickers, I don't know. I just want to be around the guys. So it's a little up in the air. But I'm glad we did that because yes. that's important. Okay, so for me, I was coming at this the at the standpoint that he was going to be the head coach. So keep that in mind, okay? Um, but I still think it's a downgrade because the excitement for him being there can only do so much. Um, now I, I, I still, again, want to reevaluate kind of how I looked at it, but let's be honest, it takes months to get any new game plan in there, like game system, game plan approach. So they're going to be doing what they've done all season. He's just going to be there for a few ancillary things on the outside. At the end of the day, I think the players at Wisconsin will want to show fickle who they are. But That's I don't want to point. make this a bedboard game. Like, I don't want to take three and a half. I don't know what's going to happen here. To me, this is one of the most volatile bedboard option or bedboard, uh, uh, bowl game options because we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Wisconsin comes out and, like, looks very efficient on offense and runs it and they're hitting their play actions. I mean, we've seen Oklahoma State look bad this year on defense. Or maybe it's a Mike Gundy special and they come out and lay 38 on the board. Who knows? So I don't want to bet on a game like this. So I'm, I'm going to pass. But uh, By the really, way, really interesting game. Mike Gundy is 11-5 and five in 16 bowl games. So he has one of – that's actually one of the best bowl but game Oklahoma records. But Oklahoma State has coaches. had very, very different teams. They're very talented. They're For very sure. well coached. This year, they're missing their quarterback, leading tackler on defense. They're missing so much. Right. I don't trust they're just going to show up. So if they do, it's all on Gundy, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, they're not looking – very robust on the roster. Not robust. They're looking thin. I like Oklahoma State plus three, but we'll move on to the Military Bowl presented by, did I get this wrong? Is it, is it Peloton or Periton? Dude, I just had Duke UCF on my, on my sheet. Duke minus three versus UCF. I mean, this is a boring matchup, and it is presented by Periton, not Peloton. I don't know what Periton is. We're going to have to Google this, but look, UCF, Duke actually had a good year by Duke football standards. Hell they're they're yeah. eight and four. And again, uh, to me, it, it, a lot of this is always going to come down to to motivation. I think that that Duke's quarterback Leonard had a really good year. He had almost three thousand yards passing, twenty touchdowns. Um, you know, we talked about James uh, or John Rice Plumley, the UCF quarterback. Like they're a super explosive offense, right? But they're up and down. They're a little inconsistent. And for them to to come in. Three-point underdogs is really interesting to me because I think that Duke, even though, again, had a really good ACC year, like, do I want to rely on them to be to be solid? I think they're probably the more motivated team here. I think they're more excited to be in a late December bowl game than UCF is. But we've seen, like, games where UCF would explode and score, like, 70 points. And so, you know, for that reason, like, I think that, that the, the variance is really high in this game. I think you could see a lot of different outcomes. But I think that UCF is a team that... You know, if you bet against them, they can score a lot of points. Um, I'm going to take UCF plus the three points here, Tyler. He's such a little <laughs> slippy, slappy Sanders. You know what? When I was handicapping this game, I I have a check mark here for a bet board. I had already counted this for a bet board. Uh, you thought I was going to take Duke? Yeah, I thought you were going to take Duke. You know, I mean, <laughs> look, I think Duke is actually a good team, like yeah, Will said. For sure. But 
it's funny, you know, Will does sometimes fall in the category of getting caught up because you watch <laughs> every game every week. You, I you, try. You're a diehard. I'm not sure I watched every Duke game. I can say that. But much. you, get, but 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 Duke was the number one besides James Madison most upgraded team this year on my on my rankings. Yeah, I mean they were good this year. Okay, but my point is that means they came from the depths. Okay, so when you come from the depths in my rankings. What that means is the smartest people who evaluate you before the year didn't think you were much. Now, they were wrong, and I was wrong, too. No one had Duke overs. Did, did, did you have a Duke over this year? I don't think I bet Ryan, on Duke Ryan, did you ever. bet on Duke over? <laughs> I did not. Okay, so none of us had Duke over. So none of us are sitting here going, well, of course, they were Duke. No one saw this coming. But now that they're here, are we really going to take them against the UCF team whose who over-under was 8.5, and, and they won nine games and still exceeded expectation? It's like... I honestly see two pretty similar teams here. I mean, look at their schedule rankings. And according to Phil Steele, uh, UCF 71, Duke 80. I mean, I see offensive-defensive line. I see offensive-defensive efficiency. These are two good teams, like very close. But I just trust UCF because they can do a lot of different ways. They can run past special teams. You don't give enough credit, Will. To Gus Malzahn, are you ready to apologize? It's been years. Since no, he's been- the same guy I've always said he is. That he's a he's a really good coach and he's unreliable in big moments. That that he's proven that he proved it at Auburn. He's proven it at UCF. Okay, exa- but you're still taking him exactly, here. Exactly. But yes, I and, am going to take him here. Okay. Last point. I can't help but notice that Duke has greatly, like I said, exceeded expectation. You look at every team in the country. It's worth noting they are doing so well. But I don't want to bet on them now. I don't want this spot. UCF's my play, but I'm pass. This is not actually a uh, uh, countable game. It's okay. a lean. It's a pass. Lean UCF. Lean UCF. I'll take UCF plus three. Lean um, UCF. But I, I'd, I'd be happy for Duke if they got a win. Honestly, uh, they don't get yeah, a lot of opportunities for that so in, in football. Uh, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Yeah, I love this matchup. Our Kansas versus Kansas. Our Kansas versus Kansas. Thank you. I was going to say that uh, you, yeah. you just stole my punchline. <laughs> Boom! Thank you. You know how many times you've done that to me on this show <laughs> where I have something hot and you just interrupt me? <laughs> Arkansas versus Kansas. This is a... I need some hot tea or coffee. I'm Can- getting worked up over Kansas here. Kansas finally... Uh, oh, you were worked up? I don't think anybody knew. Um, <laughs> yeah, our just area, our area of back grievances about 15 was last minutes. week, sir. We're lying about 15 minutes. You'll know how fired up Tower was. Um... Uh, all you gotta do is make his computer not work right or his printer not work right. Arkansas, uh, th- look, you're K- out of yellow ink. By Kansas the way. finally, <laughs> Kansas finally gets to a bowl game and they get a really a, a tough matchup. And right now, Arkansas is only a three point favorite, which actually surprises me. I, I would have expected this to be bigger. Uh, Tyler knows these are two teams that I've been on all year. These are two teams I really like watching play. Uh, I like the coaching staff. They're teams I root for. Uh, Tyler's putting up the partition. He thinks he's gonna. He thinks he's reading me, or that I'm reading him. It's not, uh, change- sir. I'm about to go four and zero. The last show I did this, so it's I'm not, gonna keep that going. It's not changing my pick, regardless of what your face is. Um, I want Kansas to win this game. I want them to get a bowl win versus an SEC team. I just don't see it. I think the Arkansas again. You're going to see a healthy KJ Jefferson. They're going to run the ball all over Kansas, uh, and I think they're the more physical team. I think they're the better defense. I like the Hogs here minus three. The Razorbacks. Give me Arkansas. We got a bet for Tyler's picking Kansas. I am picking fucking Kansas. Rock now chalk. here's why. We've come the other way. What did <laughs> I do in the early part of the season? I said let's get on Kansas. Middle of the year when everyone's bragging about them. Let's go. 
I faded him, and I won, and I won, and I won, and I won. And you know what's funny? A theme, <laughs> a theme in this off season or this bowl season. I'm going back in UConn, right? Uh, I'm on UTSA. The teams who I've had a pulse on, on or against, I'm continuing that in the bowl season, mm. and I'm going to do that here too. Will Kansas? I've been right on them all year. Here's the thing: Arkansas seems like the obvious play. Like I actually have that in my notes because what I do is I pull up my word document and I type as I think because that's how I get my handicap right it's not printed out right not printed out so we'll freestyle type I have to read it on the computer right now but it's not printed out so I I type as I think and the first thing I said is Arkansas seems like the obvious play okay so that was my first thing then I looked deeper they're missing a third of their starters they're (laughs) like they're missing their whole team Transfers, transfer port. I mean, I mean injuries. Like they're not anyone. And three offensive line starters are out this game. And I called the Kansas decline. It was only a matter of time till they ran out of time, gas, ideas, and I had given up on KU. But what's happened is the market surprisingly has fat, like like strongly swung back in the other direction. And now's the time to take him. So Arkansas. Maybe one of the teams benefiting most in the offseason from injuries. The only problem is, when I looked into it deeper, half their players coming back from injuries won't be playing for them. Mm. Like, all these problems they had, I don't know what it is. And I don't want to speculate on their locker room or the coaching situation or Arkansas, but I feel like Arkansas players are selling their stock. Like, you look at the next three years— I'm buying LSU, Ole Miss, Alabama. I'm not buying Arkansas right now. They had their time. KJ Jefferson, he's going to be gone soon. Their their skill players are transferring. Like they're not in a situation to be excited for for the future. And you look at stats. I mean, very similar statistically on offense, defense, both right there, mid 400s for offense. Arkansas a little bit better, but still. Uh, same number of rushing yards allowed per game, passing yards per game, uh, strength of schedule. Arkansas twelfth, Kansas fifteenth. Not that bad. Yeah, for, for the stats. Well, we Big see. Twelve is a good conference. We know. So that. I actually kind of like Kansas here. You know, it's funny at the end of that, all that. I get to Kansas and I'm like, you know He's what? Going rock chalk. I'm taking the three because I think they win or keep this close. And here's the last thing: Arkansas to start the year. And after their expectation, you guys think back. Ryan, uh, wasn't Arkansas a top 15 team after like week three, week four? Mm, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, they were yep. good. They were elite. People talked about them winning their uh, the division, going yeah. to the SEC championship, at least as a possibility. Sure. KJ Jefferson's amazing. This defense is... It's so funny how things f- switch. And we talk about motivation for these games so much. There's not one game I see a bigger motivational edge. It's true. For a team who had expectations in Arkansas, SEC, tough schedule, and Kansas, who gets to play that SEC team without the SEC team. They're missing a third of their starters. It's not an SEC team, but they have Arkansas in their helmets and their jerseys. So the Kansas players are going to be fucking pumped up. Dude, I got Kansas plus three. Let's go. Rock chalk. Bat board. That's our third. Incredible. Um, Next up is the... I want to go quick. What do you think of that, Ryan? What do you think of that? Um, Initial reaction. Who do you got? Initial reaction, I would say that I would take Arkansas. But that's being said, I did not know about the transfers, the injuries that Arkansas has. 
Um, they lost a, a lot. third of the thirty percent of the roster. They lost yeah. a lot it, it, as well as uh, to the NFL last year. Um, Traylon Burks, um, KJ Jefferson. I just don't feel like he's the same player without the skill guys that he had previously. I think last year was their year to do some damage, and I think this year they're kind of pretenders. So I, I, I don't, I don't mind the call at all. And remember, KJ Jefferson. Think about how many players Kansas has seen like that in the Big Twelve this year. There's a lot sure. of KJs in the Big Twelve. The only, the only thing with Kansas that that worries me is they got off to that hot start and they kind of fizzled out during the regular season. But that's part of what I'm saying is I agree with you, and right. I was calling it. That's how against o- the market. How often saying. did I say in the no, I agree with Ryan, though. How often did I say in the regular season, they're out of ideas. They're out of players, plays, ideas. They're injured, but now they're healthier. The The market yeah. has, the market has now said that they're a team to bet on to it. The market's caught up to them. See, I think if this game were played in a bowl game a month and a half ago, six weeks ago, it'd be a pick Kansas-Arkansas. When mm. Kansas was 15th and Arkansas was unranked, right? Because I don't think Kansas ever got to 15, or, did they? They were in top 25. Top 20. Point. Okay, you're right, Will. Maybe they Kansas were Kansas was top 25, know. and Arkansas was unranked. It's probably pick them or so, right? The, my, my point is here, and Will has Arkansas, so I, I'm not trying to put you in a position, but I just think that Kansas is so underrated, and, and we now have a team. That, think about how pumped they're going to be. Like these kids definitely are the motivation so is on their side. Excited yeah. for, sure. for yeah. this game, motivation is so in their side. So agreed. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, look, I think you could argue that KJ Jefferson was beat up basically all year long. He missed some games, and for him to be healthy, to me, he is like the the biggest factor for Arkansas's you, offense. You know what the best? And is I like that be, he's right? going to be healthy. You know what the best is going to be is. He deep down is going to be cheering for Kansas, and he's going to be so upset. <laughs> no, see, because I root, I root for both these teams. <laughs> teams. I, I'll be happy if Kansas wins for them. Yeah, but it, I, I like Arkansas. These are two teams I like a lot. All so, right. but I'll take the Hogs. Um, the San Diego County Credit Union. Let's make it a big holiday bowl. San Diego San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. I want to do that. So I want to do the uh, timestamps. Oregon minus <laughs> fourteen and a half versus North Carolina. This is a big spread. Um, Wait, uh, for, are, are fourteen and a half points versus North Carolina here. Typically, in the past, the Holiday Bowl was like the bowl where if you didn't make a New Year's Six bowl, that was like the bowl you got as a consolation prize. And a lot of times, you'd see teams that wanted something better and they fell into this one. And they weren't motivated. And I think that when you look at these two teams, Oregon is that team. Now that being said, I, I think they still. I think the. The, there's a lot of positives for Oregon, right? Bo Nix is coming back next year. Their offense has been incredible. Um, I, I think there's a lot of things going in the right direction for Oregon, whereas North Carolina has like really limped into the end, end of the season. They were really hot for a while. At one point, I think they were 9-1. and one. They went and, and lost a couple of bad games. They lost to like Georgia Tech. They lost you know, in their championship game to, to Clemson. Um, now, they have one positive in that Drake May is not leaving. He said, hey, a bunch of these teams are trying to court me. Uh, I got offered NIL money. He's staying in, in, in uh, Chapel Hill. And so that's a good sign because their offense is great. But ultimately, like North Carolina's defense was terrible all year long. And that's why you see this massive spread here, 14 and a half points. The only thing, I, I, I think that maybe Oregon's not super motivated, but like, what does North Carolina have going for them? They've lost a bunch of their, of their games at the end of the season. I, I just don't see a lot of reason to pick North Carolina here, but 14 and a half is a lot of points, especially for, for a, a, an offense in North Carolina that for sure can score. They've scored. It, it, it's, it's gotten worse as the season has gone on, but we, you still can't discount what they did early on in the season, middle of the season where they were scoring a ton of points. Like I think Oregon's going to win this game, but it, 
it, 14 and a half is way too much for what I think is an explosive North Carolina offense and frankly an Oregon defense that got you know exposed by a lot of teams with good passing attacks like Washington uh, and, and others and so um, I'll take North Carolina plus 14 and a half it's just too many points Tyler yeah, this is a pass for me. Uh, I hate this line. I do not like this at all. Oregon, this is the one I mentioned uh, earlier in the show. And I think 14 and a half here is just so uh, generous. Like, I think that what we're getting with Oregon is a team that was banged up, not a lot of, of uh, motive or perceived motivation in the bowl season. But Bo Nix is healthy, ready to go. And I think Oregon wins and potentially wins big, but 14 and a half is that weird number. It's like taunting me, right? Like you want to take Oregon, and I do at least, but the 14 and a half is, is, is too much in a game like this. So here's the thing. Oregon's offense is really good. They're one of five teams this year to average over 500 yards per game. Yep. And by the way, this is really interesting. Listen to this. The other teams ahead of them, Tennessee, Washington, UCLA, in USC. <laughs> it's all Pac-12 teams. Right. And most yards per game. That's crazy. And obviously not great defenses, but interesting to look at. So um, a big key to this game is how does UNC's defense respond to Oregon's offense? A lot of people are going to talk about UNC's offense and Drake May and what does this come down to? I think this comes down to Oregon's offense versus UNC's defense. And I don't think the UNC defense can keep up. So I would love to go against Will this game. But the 14 and a half scares me. I'll take 14 if you want to do it for the audience. Nope. Then I'm out. So <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, I like or I lean Oregon here, 14 and a half too much. But uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, look, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if all of a sudden Oregon is up 28 points in this game in the second or third quarter. But the thing about this North Carolina defense is that that, that 28 can turn to 14 quickly. Like there's so much variance when you have two explosive offenses and two defenses that, you know, are, are give up a lot of yards and I don't really think are that great. And so um, I'm going to take North Carolina. All right, there we go. Is that it? Uh, one more. We got oh, the wow. Tax Act Texas Bowl. Ole oh, Miss, I have this. Ole Miss minus three and I a half pick on this Texas game. Tech. I got a pick on this game. I have a pick on this game, oh, too. Oh, my God. We might end it with another pick, right? You first or me? You, me. You've been a jerk lately, have I? He's been. <laughs> you only had to go first line. like twice. That's fine. It's not going to change my pick. You're the leader of the show. You're our fearless leader. That's what you do. That and and I'm a jerk for it. Um, Ole Miss <laughs> minus three. Look uh, to me, this Ole Miss team all year has been. Hey, hang on. But, but you play the Festivus, Frank. The area of grievances. Yeah. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> You're the one well, airing grievances. You're going to hear about it. Tyler's hearing yeah. grievances with his computer, or with his printer, or with me. Now you're going to hear about it. <laughs> We've been hearing about Will it. Will gave us that 1% to split up. <laughs> That's right. I've been the generous one here. I gave you each an extra half percent of our jingle money. Um, yeah, a couple of jinglers. This Ole Miss team <laughs> made a complete transition when they went away, when they lost the the great quarterback last year. Um, why am I blanking on this guy's name? Who was the, the Ole Miss quarterback last season that went uh, to the uh, – I think he plays for the Panthers now. Oh, this is killing me. Um, it, I, I don't know why I can't think of his name. But anyway, look, that Lane Kiffin offense was pass happy. It always has been. Matt Corral? Yes, Matt Corral. Thank you. Um, you had to corral it in. This year, they went completely heavy with the run game. They got Quinshawn Judkins, who has been incredible for them. Um, and they've, they're they a run-heavy team. And you look at this Texas Tech defense, while I, Texas Tech has been a tough team for basically everyone they've played. They don't they don't get blown out. They're in a lot of close games. Um, but they haven't been that great against the run. 
I mean, they're giving up almost four yards per carry on the season, or they are giving up four yards per carry on the season, and that doesn't bode well against an, an Ole Miss team that will commit to running the ball 40, 50 times per game and really just, just enforce their will physically on you. Um, I think that's why this 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 line is favoring Ole Miss here, and I just think they're the better team. The only thing it does make me nervous is that there is that factor of, hey, we're the, the, the Big 12 team. No one respects us. We're getting up against a, a big, bad SEC school. We want to show everyone. So I think that there's a chip on the shoulder for the Texas Tech players. But ultimately, uh, I think Ole Miss is the better team, and they'll show it. I'm going to take uh, Ole Miss minus three and a half here, Tyler. Ryan? Yes, sir? We do not have a bad board game. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Ryan, we got a bad board game. <laughs> reluctant. I little reluctant. <laughs> a little reluctant. He I'm can't gonna... help himself. Finally okay. found a game where Walgie could not For here. pull it out. For me, here's the difference. It's the narrative. Both great offenses, both lousy defenses. I don't think that's the case. I think in reality, Texas Tech has a very, very good, not elite offense, very good defense, though. That's the key to this game to me, Texas Tech's defense. Ole Miss, great offense, great offense, not a good defense. I've been saying this all year long. Ole Miss is overrated on defense. Linebacker, secondary, D-line, they do not have the players you would think an SEC team would have, and a couple of them are gone. They've transferred. So this defense is not going to be where I think – People perceive Ole Miss's defense to be. On top of that, look at the numbers right now. Football outsiders. Offensively, Ole Miss, 17th. Texas Tech, 43rd. Okay, we know that. Defensively, Texas Tech, 27th. Ole Miss, 53rd. Now, let me talk about this real quick. Texas Tech, 27th overall, according to Football Outsiders. Yet, they're 101st in the country in yards allowed per game. You know why? Advanced stats matter. Ben, don't break. Advanced fucking stats matter. This is what happens. Is Texas Tech has a couple games against... I mean, Texas Tech got blown out like two or three games, okay? They gave up so many more yards, stats, first downs, touchdowns. It skews everything. A 12-game season can be skewed easily. So ask yourself, what matters more? Normal counting stats? They're 101st in the country in giving yards up per game. Or advanced analytics, where you boil stuff down to what matters, 27th in the country. Big difference. I trust my numbers more. So it's a good, t- it's a good time to t- kind of talk about like why we like those numbers. And I think that it comes down to situations. And in the Big 12, you not even the SEC because the SEC is kind of more balanced. Big Twelve, you need situational stats. You need you're playing so many weird teams, weird pr- approaches. You need these kind of stats to even things out. Texas Tech checks the box. Uh, also, Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire building something very special mm-hmm. at Tech, and honestly, the transfer portal shows it. You look at all these teams in the Big Twelve, SEC, Pac Twelve, ACC. Texas Tech is one of those schools getting players, getting a lot of attention. People want to go play for McGuire at Tech. And so I think that's a positive effect. People are going to play harder. They want to keep their spots, earn their job, and they all love their coach. They're not mad. They understand. So I get it. Plus, they have three wins over OU, Iowa State, Kansas to end the season, while Ole Miss, bad momentum. Bad momentum, three losses. So I think you look at the momentum, the coaching staff, the, the trajectory, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, the public money, everyone wants to bet 
this fun Twitter profile, Lane Kiffin, like Lane Train, Lane Train. I'll take Tech plus three and a half. Okay. Bet board, bet board. So we got one, two, four. So we got another four, and we got one tomorrow. Yeah. So I mean, I need, I need Western Kentucky bad. Yeah, I <laughs> need the Hilltoppers <laughs> real bad, or else I'm gonna have to go four zero on these next four. But here are the bet board games. I'm on Baylor minus four versus Air Force. Yeah, well. uh, Tyler, Tyler's on Air Force there. Uh, we got the the Independence Bowl, Houston versus Louisiana. I'm on the Raging Cajuns. Tyler likes Houston. Um, the the third one we got here is uh, the Liberty Bowl, Arkansas versus Kansas. I'm on the Hogs. He's on uh, Rock Bedboard. Bedboard. Announce the Bedboard games. Like like make make them stand out. That's exactly what I'm doing. I just listed the three Bedboard games. Here's yeah, the fourth but I one. Think you should do it with your Ole tone. Miss. Ole Miss uh, Say versus Texas chest. in yes. the Texas Bowl. I like Ole Miss. He's taking Texas Tech. Yeah. Incredible. Um, Incredible. Okay. Uh, Wait, I have one more thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ryan, do you want to play a little soft the rock one? A little soft rock one? Uh, Christmas uh, music? So this is some... And look, I'm a little Jew boy myself. Okay? So I'm not trying to... For those who are mad at me, say... You celebrate what both. What about Hanukkah? What about everything? Just chill out. Okay? Just easy. Okay. My Christmas... This is soft uh, rock? Well, I don't know what he was talking about. Hot soft rock. This is rock. Bad. That's yeah, all. Yeah, rock. Okay. Yeah. My top Christmas watches. They're all TV shows. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The Christmas A very episode. sunny Christmas. Yep. Seinfeld, The Strike, which is about uh, uh, Festivus, right? Yeah. Okay. And, and then, communism. And then South Park, Red Sleigh Down. Classic. Which is about where uh, Santa's sleigh gets shot down over Afghanistan. Yeah. So, <laughs> so those are the three I recommend. What do you guys say for watching things during the holiday season? Now, I go to the classic Grinch still Christmas with uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a, a good a good Simpsons episode, a classic uh, Christmas episode with okay. Santa's little helper. That's a good oh, okay. one. Okay. So, okay. love that. Yeah. Ryan, what do you do? Christmas season. Uh, again, I go Christmas vacation, watch Christmas story today. Uh... Grinch is always good. I actually like the original Grinch, the old one made in like back in the back the animated the day, one. The animated yeah, one. Yeah, very, very, very good. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes. We'll see you after the holidays. Happy holidays. We'll see you then.